0: What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Movement Method podcast. My name is Taylor, and as always, I'm here with Kyle, and we are super excited to be back again um, and continuing our series, our Movember series on you know, Men's Health Month, uh, specifically today discussing uh, family health. So
1: Kyle, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. How are you? I saw a crazy, crazy movie today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's got me all wigged out. Um, I saw The Joker, and Mm. I don't quite know how to feel. So it's definitely depressing. And, um, but, yeah, I can see both sides why some people disagree with it, and why some people are like, kind of like, oh, yeah, it was great. It was a great movie. Like, how it was written and, like, just the acting and that, like, if you're just, like, a Hollywood person and you really like acting and, and scripts and stuff like that, it was very well written that way. It was just very hard to watch.
0: How so. much of the movie was, like, did it have any real focus at all on, like, Batman? Did it feel like a
1: Batman movie or did this feel like a complete standalone It didn't movie? feel like a Batman movie, but they did, like, they had, like, Thomas Wayne in it, like, which is Batman's right. dad um they yeah there was there was there was definitely some some batman drops in there which i think were were really cool and i think it was actually more toward the end yeah that that they had it and that so it's it kind of i felt a little bit uncomfortable for like the first half and then it just kind of started to feel a little bit more like okay this is the joker versus just like a man so right
0: yeah yeah it's kind of kind of crazy how like putting a clown face on him makes it be like oh okay cool yeah this is acceptable
1: <laughs> yeah basically yeah so. it, it was it was it was funny because if they would have done because i was a big superhero fan but if they would have done like because they've done animated joker movies before like animated origin joker movies and yeah. they just don't feel as real this one you're like oh it's like a real guy playing this and it kind of makes you a little bit a little bit uh hesitant to watch it so oh yeah
0: yeah
1: but anyways i haven't yeah, seen so i've heard a lot out of out. good things about it Yeah, I gotta get out of my funk, man. I'm glad that we're doing this today. I can shift my focus a little bit more, so. Exactly, exactly. Well, we've been on a huge Disney Plus kick at our house. Me too. They got a million
0: subscribers the first day. Did you see that? That's unbelievable. I mean, I tried to log in literally the first day that we, you know, on Tuesday, and my app just kept crashing. Like, I couldn't watch certain things. It's like, did people just, like, not go to work?
1: (laughs) there's a guy that tweeted that said we took the day off for this <laughs> yeah well and it's like here in indiana we had the,
0: a lot of the schools had a snow day because monday the it snowed so much so there's like two hour delays and snow days so it's like all these kids and i'm sure their parents who stay at home with them were like oh yeah we're gonna
1: go ahead and take advantage of this one yeah it's awesome though man i mean it really is if you they're, yeah they are they are not a sponsor of the podcast but it's awesome guys so check it out <laughs> But Disney, oh, if you want to be, if you, if wanna you be want
0: sponsor, to be a <laughs> sponsor, I will, will consider it. We'll we'll add it to our huge list of potential sponsors. We definitely will. <laughs> um, have you seen The Mandalorian on there yet? Yes, it's, a, it's the first thing I watched. Yeah, I mean, I, the first thing I watched was uh, Jungle Book with my kid, but then
1: I watched Which one. Mandalorian. There's like 18 Jungle Books now.
0: The the, the old school man, the classics. The, the we we opened original. up the vault.
1: Man, I tried to get my – did you ever see that Robin Hood movie, like the animated one? Yeah, with
0: the fox and the bear. Oh, yeah. That was my
1: favorite one. That was like my favorite one of all time except for Goofy Movie. It's my favorite one. Goofy Um, Movie's great. But I tried to get my daughter to watch Robin Hood, and she just wouldn't have it. I'm like, man, come on. That's like the hardest part of being a parent. You want your kids Mm -hmm. to like what you like growing up, and they just won't, and they just think you're losers for liking what you like.
0: It's like someone's ripping your heart
1: out. I know. You're like, no we need to connect with this.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, let's go ahead and dive in. But I guess before we really dive into the the real juicy stuff, um, we'll, we'll answer our question of the week. Um, and our question this week was, uh, have you started planning your 2020 goals? If so, what are they? Um, I thought that was a really good question because I think it shows that people are, you know, thinking about that type of thing and it is that time of year. Um, I will say I have not really thought about it yet, which is kind of bad, but this has kind of put me in that mindset of n- realizing that I need to start doing that,
1: um, here in the next couple of weeks. What comes to mind the first thing?
0: Um, uh, you know, with us, it's moving into our house is the first one because we're supposed to close like right at the end of the year. Oh And yeah. so goal number one for me is get into the house, get settled, get everything all set up and ready to go. Um, second goal would then be to get back into fitness, into training, um, get back into a normal, you know, quote diet, not like, you know, but a routine and right. meal prep and all that stuff. When I'm in my own kitchen, in my own house, um, so just trying to get back into my own routine that isn't necessarily
1: dictated by other people or anything like that. Yeah. So that's probably yeah, you, number one. Yeah, you guys are kind of in the thick of it right now. It's probably hard to think about what you're going to do when you just want to get where you're going first.
0: Yeah, it's 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 tough, and it's you know it's a couple weeks away. A couple weeks. It's about a month and a half away at this point in time, which you know, I'm sure we'll fly by, but it will also feel like the longest month and a half of our yeah. entire lives.
1: Yeah. So well, uh, it's all going to be you? done. It's all going to be done the way you guys want it though. Right. I mean, you're. Oh, yeah, the, so. the,
0: it's, you know, it's a process. I don't, I honestly don't know how people, you know, well, I guess I can ask you, how did you guys go about building a house? Did you just rent in the like
1: interim or did you stay with family, friends, anything like that? Both. So we we rented a house, um, actually just like a cup like a mile down the road actually, uh, while we were building, but we had been in that house already when we decided to build. So we were we had already signed a second year lease on the house, um, or I guess it's, yeah yeah second year lease on the house that we were that we were renting, and then so so we had a little bit of time. We were actually gonna move out early. But then we ended up the house not ended up not being ready, so we lived with my in laws for like a month and a half. So very similar to what you guys are, I guess, experiencing right now, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So, living with family.
0: I never thought so, at age thirty I'd be moving back in with the parents.
1: Free rent's not bad, man. So
0: that's true, though. I can't complain, and and you know, everyone s- says it's bad and looks, you know, looks at it, oh, terrible. But it's really no, not man. as bad as, uh, you know. We're very fortunate to be able to have done this. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we get we get along. I mean, we see my in-laws all the time. They're like yeah, some of our yeah, best friends. So it's it's pretty easy to it was pretty easy to move in. It was just a yep. party. So for it was sure, fun. for sure. So,
0: um, how about your goals for 2020? Any? Have you thought about it yet? Cause you're like the planner. You're the one that kind of likes to. Am get I? Get things going. You you keep. I think that's like a self title <laughs> right there. I think you give <laughs> yourself that plan. one.
1: I am the I am the holder of the spreadsheets in our home. Um, I haven't written anything down that way. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely. I think the the you know financially, you know, it's funny how your goals shift because now I'm thinking about goals for the family. I think the harder part's going to be thinking about goals for myself because I know the goals for the family, like how much debt I want to pay off, how much I need to save, how much, Mm -hmm. all this stuff, all that is more important to me than everything else. But I can't neglect. Uh, for me, it's always been physical health just because that's all you have. So if you can't do all these other things, if you're not physically healthy, so I already built the gym this year. So that's kind of like mission accomplished for me. Now it's the matter of utilizing it, which I, I, I have been. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it, for me, the goals off the top of my head, unless we get more specific sometime else is just, just keeping up the momentum and, um, yeah, just keeping up the momentum with what I'm currently doing. So yeah. I feel I, I I feel pretty level right now. It's taken a while to get there, but I feel pretty level. Yeah, and I and
0: I think that that's one thing to like stress too is like, you know, I don't I don't think you necessarily have to have brand spanking new goals every year or any of these brand new year's resolutions. I think if you know if you're at the point where you've executed those goals and these plans throughout, you get to a point where your goal is to just make sure you're maintaining those goals because a lot of those goals like physical fitness and health, like if your goal is to do that, we'll always continue to get better. So that can just remain a goal, you know, and you just kind of change some little nuances. But I think that's totally fine to realize you're in a spot where, you know, that's, that's the best thing
1: for you at this point in time. Yeah. I think I'll, I think I need to think about it some more, but yeah, that, off the top of my head, that's, that's kind of, well, let's yeah, well, what,
0: we I'm, should, thinking. we should maybe do a, an episode on that like maybe closer to the end of the year
1: just yeah that'd be uh, good here's here's what we
0: sat down and thought about here's the processes that we went through while coming up with them and you know sharing that out
1: there yeah I yeah
0: i like yeah i like that idea i like that idea perfect perfect well thank you so much for the question we appreciate it um let us know we're gonna try to start putting out more maybe specific types of prompts for you guys as well to to Maybe make it a little bit easier and take some of the pressure off you guys. But yes, thank you all for the interaction. Um, And yeah, I don't have a good segue to get into this, so let's just go ahead and jump into it. Um, Today we're doing family health. Yes. So, you know, we talked about mental health. We talked about physical health, and us. You know, both of us as as fathers and husbands. You know, a huge part of our healthy living. Is our families and what, you know, what are we doing in our marriages, in our relationships with our children to to keep the family healthy, um, just in our personal relationships and managing those expectations and and keeping the peace, if you will.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I think that was a good segue going into you know, what we were talking about because I, you know, I definitely noticed going into 2020 that, you know, like I said, it's more about the family and and, and keeping not just the momentum for myself physically, but the momentum um, of what we're trying to instill in our children, but also keeping our marriage strong as well. And, and it's, you know, my wife has a saying that you have to work your way out of a marriage. And what she means by that is it takes work. It takes doing everything that you can before the d word is introduced
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: i mean we take it off the table completely i mean for us so i mean if we're just i mean that's just what we did we decided we got married it's off the table you know it's off the table it's not even it's not it's never going to be discussed um and, and and because i think for me i'm the youngest of five kids so i had my older brothers and sisters most of them had been married and divorced and i just kind of noticed that and and honestly just a lot of the population in the u.s in general is and and it's just kind of just the way it is and so for me i didn't get married till i was like 30 <clears throat> and so i and there were reasons for that and um so for me just looking at everybody else uh, i was like yeah i just don't want that it wasn't me saying like nope not ever gonna get divorced you know i it wasn't that it was just no it's just not for me like that's kind of what I was, what I was yeah. like for so long. So I now think, it's I think, that much more important.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the the phrase you know we're we're a product of our upbringing applies no matter what. And I say that you know specifically speaking on you know my experience and Kirsten's experience. You know, we both are in the same boat. Divorces off the table. That's not something where, you know going to discuss like you said we are going to work on everything regardless and we're going to make it work because that's a a marriage is work a a good relationship takes work it takes Mm -hmm. time Um, but we both come from completely different backgrounds so like I come from background where my parents have been married for I don't know 30 plus years 40 not 40 yet but yeah 30 plus years um neither of them you know, had divorced parents at all. My grandparents never got divorced. So like my side of the family has none, whereas Kirsten, you know, her parents divorced. And so we we both take divorce off the table, but we both came from completely different backgrounds. She she wants to remove it because she sees how, you know, it, the negative effects of it. Right. Um, you know, I take it off the table because I saw the positive effects of staying together and doing all that. So, you know, how, I think... How old was she when, when, when her parents...
1: She was, she was pretty young, so I think... See, mine were like... I was 24 when my parents got divorced. Oh, okay. I mean, I was, yeah, I was like... I was an adult, you know, at that time. I was right, so mad right. at them. Yeah, I was... You know, I was an adult at that time, but I didn't have to... I didn't get bounced back and forth, you know, growing up. And, and yeah. I, I can imagine how much harder that is as a, as a, as a kid, you know, going right. through it. Yeah,
0: so... Um, but yeah, and, and part of... Uh, making sure that that doesn't happen to us is keeping the family health strong and making sure that, um, you know, we're working. We're not just, we don't just let things go. We don't just let things slide. We don't just sit on things and let it fester. Um, I think accepting the fact that there's going to be differences, differences in opinions, you know, differences in ideas, but respecting the other one, you know, the other person enough to, to listen to those ideas and understand that, you know, we've got two different personalities coexisting, you know, for the rest of our lives. We've got to figure out some way to, to make that work. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure you guys, you know, the same way you guys are different personalities. So it's, uh, you got to come up with things that you do together that keep, you know, keep everyone sane and keep this spark alive if you will
1: mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think it helped us to like and this can always change but just defining your marriage like defining your roles in the marriage um and I don't mean role like gender roles like you know but i'm, I'm just like hey this is what I do this is what you do uh, but also involving the other person in that so like for instance like finance is a really good example like I kind of run the finances as far as what we spend every week, like what the spreadsheet looks like, but she doesn't ever not see that. Like, you know, we share a Google drive, which is a really good tool. So, um, you know, I'm like, Hey, put it, you know, she's like, Oh, we need a budget for this. I'm like, cool. Put it in the spreadsheet. Like you're, you're as involved as I am, even though I kind of like created it and you know, I'm kind of like, Heading up that part of it, you still know what everything looks like when you open up that document and you can put in, you know, in the section that says, you know, budgeting for you put that in there, you know, like, so I'm still involving and then she involves me in, you know, whatever else it is like, hey, we're going, we're going to this, we're going to that. She kind of runs the schedule for us, Mm -hmm. but I still know what's going on because she has to remind me 50 times, but but she'll be like, look at your calendar, dude. I put it in the calendar, and I'm like, oh, you're right. I didn't, I didn't look at it. So she's kind of rules that, but I, I, I'm still super involved. And and we're, yeah. we need to define those for ourselves, and it's taken. You're not going to define it in one night, but you can slowly start to define. And sometimes that stuff changes. You know, she used to run the finances, you know, and then I used to run the schedule, and that's just it's flipped somehow. But I don't even know how that happened. Yeah, well,
0: and it's funny that, you you know, you bring up things flipping. I mean, that's exactly the you know, spot that we're in right now. Like, before, when we lived in Texas, like, I had an hour and 15-minute commute to work one way. And so it's like there was no way in the world that I was getting the boys to daycare and getting to work and getting back in any sort of reasonable amount of time. <clears throat> well, now, she's the one that's going to have the commute, and I'm the one that's going to be at home, ultimately, and so it's now my responsibility to do that stuff Um, my amount of time at home is now exponentially higher than hers will be which Mm -hmm. means before where she had time to do the cleaning do the laundry do all that stuff you know again it wasn't it's not defining it by gender roles it was defining it at the time by who had the extra time and now i'm gonna have it so now it's my responsibility to get the boys to get them up get them dressed get them to the daycare do the laundry, make sure the house is clean, start dinner. Like it's been, it's been a a flip, but again, it's, it's more of a, who has time? What makes, what makes it easiest for the family? Because at the end of the day, our goal is when she gets home from work, when the boys get home from daycare, when I sign off, we want to have as much time as we possibly can together, uh, to spend together. And if, She's having to come home and start dinner and cooking when she gets home. If she's got to be doing laundry, if she's got to do all that extra stuff, well, now she is stressed. And now, you know, the resentment starts to hit me because, like, well, you're at home all day. Why can't you do it? You know, so it's doing those things. I hate doing laundry. I hate vacuuming. I hate cleaning the bathrooms. I hate doing all that. (laughs) But I love spending time with my kids and with my wife. And so if I can do those things... When I have free time, on my lunch break, before work starts in the morning, whatever it might be, if I can get all that stuff done so she doesn't have to do any of it and we can all spend time together, that's my contribution to family health and making sure that yeah. we have a harmonious relationship and
1: well everything's comfortable, yeah. nothing's messy when yeah. you come home and messiness is one of the biggest things. I mean, my wife does an awesome job at, at, at you know keeping the house um, you know clean and and just presentable right so like for me that's that's like my trigger like if i come home and there's like the house is a mess my whole mind my whole mind is a mess and so it's i like organization. organization and it it kills me when things are organized I'm like, keys go in the drawer how hard is this you know and sometimes i'll like I'm like really i'm just having a bad day but it, it's it's that sets me off and there's little and there's little things like that that i need to obviously control but also it really helps that she wants to help that and so we're, we're both playing our part there as i'm saying um but uh, i'm gonna bring up i'm gonna bring up this the the question thing that me and her are doing um yeah, that yeah, yeah. i, I kind of mentioned uh it was the last week or the week before i mentioned um it was in it, one I, of
0: the last two podcasts i know that we so
1: talked about it one thing that that has really helped us and I've decided that we're going to start doing this with our kids or, you know, when we have more than one kid and when she's old enough to understand what this is, we, we do uh, what I call it's like a monthly check in. It's like an evaluation of your life with your spouse on a monthly basis or you can do some couples like to do it weekly or whatever, To I just heard a lady at a conference say this and I was like, oh, I'm going to take that and spin it and make it my own. So what we So what we do now is we open up, we have kind of four questions. And the first question, it's a very, it's permission in your marriage to be selfish. And and I love it. And so basically you open it up with, uh, here's what you can do better for me, which is like the most selfish thing. Like if I were to ask Taylor, hey, Taylor, um, I think you're doing a crap job at this. Here's what you can do better for me. That's basically what we're saying, but we, we, me and Ali have an understanding that that's the way the conversation is going to go. And no matter what I say, you're not allowed to get mad at me. These are just my feelings coming out and I need you to respect it. So, so it's what you can do for me. And then you counter that with, here's what I think I can do better for you. Meaning like, Hey, I've been screwing up, but here's what I can do. So that's the first question. Okay, cool. Uh, the second is what's the, what has been the best and worst part of the last 30 days? So, again, you're assuming that you're doing this once a month. Um, and then the next is, this month I can improve by blank. So you answer that question. And then the num- number four is, how how can we enrich the lives of our children? So you kind of get all this stuff out of the way. But what I started doing at the beginning, instead of jumping in and saying, hey, you've been doing a crap job at all this, like like, you know, let's just open up the forum that way. What I started doing is, uh, what I'm calling affirmations so at the beginning of the conversations it gives you a chance to look at you know that your spouse or your kids or whatever it is in the eye and give them just basically thank you like thank you for being who you are um, you know you're beautiful it kind of just it it opens up to where you're giving and giving and giving but it's things that you mean and like here's what I've noticed about you lately and and I just really appreciate the way that you keep the house clean and you're just you're voicing all the things that your spouse wants to hear. That most men, like we said last week, was is like she knows I love her. I tell her all the time. Yeah. But like, dude, you gotta have those affirmations, and that gives you kind of a scheduled permission to kind of do those. But I really like that whole the whole question deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, is is Allie a words of affirmation love language person? Oh,
1: thousand percent. Yeah.
0: Thousand. percent See, I am, too. Like, that's me. Like, I want to hear it. Like, Kirsten's, though, she's a, um, I don't remember exactly, uh, acts of service. So, like, me doing the laundry, me cleaning the bathrooms, me doing those things, she would rather see that and never hear me tell her any sort of affirmative words. I can tell her all the affirmative words all day, every day, 24-7, never stop complimenting her. But if I don't do those things, it won't mean anything to her.
1: Maybe you can just start cleaning the house once a month then.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> at this point, I'm trying to do it every week. You know, I'm and, and that's the thing. It's like that is not my forte. I mean, I am not the organizer. I'm not the one. I'm the one that will leave the keys on the counter and not put them in the drawer. <laughs> so, you know, for me, because it's like, well, I'm going to use those keys tomorrow morning. So why would I put them in a drawer when I could just leave it out right on my dresser? So. see I'm like everything in its place so
1: I know where it is all the time that's I I love it
0: Yeah yeah and that's not I'm trying to get better at it because it is it is a beneficial thing I mean it's a it's an awesome tool to have because I mean I misplace stuff all the time but yeah side topic we'll talk about then in a completely different episode but yeah I mean I think that that's that's good that you guys you know do that and that's that you know what her love language is like what she needs Um, And then the fact that you guys are willing to just trade punches ultimately.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think I'm partial. I think I'm partial to affirmations as well. Just Mm -hmm. like because I want to hear it, right? I mean, just like anybody else. But yeah, I mean, everyone's different. That's a good point, dude. And like, I wonder if I wonder why that works for us because I just kind of came up with that randomly. And that's probably because that's what works for our marriage. And well, everything I mean, will, everything I will think, be different.
0: I think it can apply to anybody because if, you know, if, let's just use Kirsten and I, for example. Like, um, you know, I can start off by giving her a compliment and she can give me a compliment. You know, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. But then she's like, here's the crap job you're doing. You're not cleaning the bathrooms. You're not doing that. So it's like, you know, then to me, that's my cue of, OK, you know, those compliments I just gave her all well and good. But if I really want to show her a genuine compliment or show her genuine love, love is not me giving what I think love is. Love is giving what my spouse thinks love is, or what she responds to the most. Mm,
1: yeah. So it's funny with your kids; they're going to be different too, you know. Yeah, I'm sure just, they're probably I just thought have about that when you said stuff. that. Yeah, so I mean, I hope this it, works. <laughs>
0: I don't know what I'm doing yet, I, but it will. And like, that's the thing. Like, that's why I think what you're doing, it, it applies to anybody because you'll learn real quick. Like, you know, if they're telling, you know, if, if Kirsten were to tell me, well, you're just not telling me that you love me enough. I would be blown away. I'd be like, what? Like, you know, after being married for six years, I'd be like, you don't care about that kind of thing. What's really going on? Like, um, you know, her stuff will be, you could do a better job at Helping me with the boys doing this or helping doing this or, you know, showing it. So, I mean, she knows that I'm going to tell her and give her words of affirmation all the time. Like She knows that. Um, but it's it's how do you pick up on your spouse's needs and wants, not
1: what you think mm. they want. That's a really good point. That's a really good point, yeah. And I guess you have to, yeah, I mean, that's the first lesson, right? Just know your spouse and what they... What their tendencies are, and yeah, uh, yeah, and, what and your and your questions,
0: well. your monthly meetings, your monthly questions, will help you figure all that stuff out. Yeah, so it's a really good way to do it. It's a really well, What's
1: cool about it too is like we don't even. It's not even scheduled. Like we'll just be like, hey, we haven't done our questions in a while. Yeah, and like that's what we call it. We're like, hey, you want to do our questions tonight? Like yeah, and and that's kind of how it goes. So sometimes we'll just drink some wine and and answer the yeah. questions together. And it it's great. I mean, it's just the best. It's like we have some of the best conversations, especially when we get to like how can we can we enrich the lives, you know, of her child. It's like, whoa, okay here's what we can do better as people together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really haven't been spending time with her like I thought. And, you know, did you notice this about her? And it's like we're really discussing our children and and what we think they need. Right. And until she's old enough to tell us what she needs. And we just don't know because she's like two. So like, we're going to do there. So yeah, that'll be interesting moving forward as we continue to do this. Um, you know, in the next few years, it'll be yeah. it'll be it'll be cool to do like you know we have like our 10-, 12 year old daughter. Hey, like what do you you know make her feel we're like super awkward about it? I can't wait. <laughs> <be> great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing that
0: at this point, you know, I'm not gonna have the privilege or ability to raise a daughter. So that's uh, <laughs> at
1: we'll, this
0: point. Well yeah, we'll see if I don't know. My answer still no, but I'm I'm not closing the door completely yet.
1: Mm, okay. You just said that publicly, so I know it's it's on the record. Person if you're she, listening, she, she, she knows almost, it's
0: on record. She knows the she knows the deal. <laughs> we we again, we talked it out. She knows that <laughs> the decision the final decision will be made on our youngest son's second birthday. So I have a little oh. bit less than a year to uh I guess figure it out you're on the time crunch man I know I know but it's like I didn't want to make this decision while I'm not living in my own home while I'm so stressed with a million other things and adding a child just makes it sound like a living hell like
1: no way no way but so what else I mean what else you think family health wise I don't don't, shoot I mean I think that date
0: nights are pivotal I think that you have to have them and that doesn't mean you have to get a babysitter and go out and do get all fancy and gussied up. I think that's fun to do if if you both like doing that kind of thing. But you know, I mean, we, you know, up until recently, we lived a thousand miles away from any family, so yeah. it's like we didn't have a we didn't have a babysitter that we would just drop people off, you know, our kids off at, and it's like the the people who lived close with us are the friends that we wanted to go hang out with. So it's like, well, they are the ones who would watch the kids. But mm-hmm. it's you know, you put the kids to bed and on a friday night and you crack a bottle of cheap trader joe's two buck chuck and get some cheese and wine and crackers and
1: just hang out and talk
0: turn on some disney plus and watch smart house and you're good to go
1: yeah we we do a thing we're we'll uh and we don't do it every week because my schedule's so weird and like just all over the place but yeah we'll we'll do like a date night at home um sometimes and just uh and we'll like set the phones down and, and put them somewhere yep. else. And then, uh, yep. uh, but that's, I mean, that's, that's helpful. Just flipping the phones over. Don't, don't look at them for like, a, you know, at least a couple hours. Um, so I think there's just little things that work. That works for us. It might not work for everybody. You might need to get yeah. a sitter and actually go out because it's driving yes. you nuts. But yeah. yeah, that's something I do want to get better at. Uh, you know, we're talking about 2020 is, is trying to spend more time with my wife outside the house. I think that would yeah. be helpful for, yeah, because she is stuck at home with the majority of the day.
0: Yes, I mean, and that's going to be
1: her own car. But yeah, yeah. I mean, she's...
0: And now for for me, like that's going to be my thing. Is like I need to get out of the house because obviously I'm working from home, and like even I mean you work from home too, but like you go out and you meet with clients in person yeah. and face to face. I am literally at home all day. Yeah, so I'm gone like, a And I'm a, and I'm an extrovert, so it's like getting out of the house is going to be. I mean, for my mental health, if we want to go back to last week's episode, like. That's going to be pertinent for me. And she knows that. And the thing is, she's an introvert. So it's like she's going to have to kind of deal. And But again, it's, it's just us communicating. And I think – I mean at the very core of everything we've talked about today, communication
1: is there. And if you don't have communication, you're not going to have good family health. You're I think it's not. honest communication too and just – Yes. Uh, you know, that's why we did this thing because I'm not good at digging into my feelings and going – okay, I need to tell you something and I don't know how to word it, but if you give me permission to say, here's what I think you can do better for me, I can go on a 10-minute rant and and then I'll discover things that I realize that I think I, either I can work on or, or that I that can be helpful towards me. So you're just, you you got to give yourself permission to get some of that out. And uh, mm-hmm. and so that's why I like the questions for me because I don't know what I want until I start saying it.
0: Right, so, right. Yeah, no, I think that's good. And, and, and it's, you know that whole permission to just kind of take punches and trade punches back and forth. And it's, and it's not a, a one-up type deal or anything like that. And, no, it doesn't feel you know, like it, that at all. It feels, no, it's just so. It's a, if, if you, I think anytime you go into a situation like that, of this is, this is supposed to, from both sides, taking it and receiving it, this is supposed to enhance our relationship. It's supposed to make us better. I think then that's, that's the approach you got to take. I don't think, and you would agree with me. I think on this, you're never going into one of these question times with the intent of trying to one up or make her feel bad or anything like that. It's genuinely, a, this is how we can get better
1: together. Type yeah, I'm situation. still trying to watch my words. I'm not just like yeah. being a, a jerk for black veterans. Yeah, it's it's, it's not permission just... to be an ass. <laughs> yeah it's
0: permission it's, to just. it's permission to just speak your feelings and then figure it out together yeah
1: yeah so, yeah. yeah exactly you still have to watch what you say and you know you still have to yeah. learn the finesse of yeah. wording things correctly so you don't sound like an idiot but yeah exactly exactly so um
0: but yeah i mean i think that's that to me wraps it all up is honest communication and then actually listening and taking that to heart um you know don't don't dismiss what your spouse or significant other is telling you because Mm -hmm. they're they're valid points and you know just because you don't agree with what
1: they're feeling doesn't mean that their feelings aren't real yeah okay so yeah i mean i agree yeah man i learned some stuff today from what you said. That's, uh, that's really interesting. I didn't, I didn't think about the, um, just how people respond to things. Yeah. I mean, I would say my closing is that communication, but also you won't, you have to, without communication, you'll never learn what your, what your, what your spouse or what your kids need from you. And, yeah. you know, you have to, um, you know, you have to recognize what their, again, what their tendencies are and what they, and what they need from you. So, I mean, that's like first step, right? Just that communication right. aspect and then acting on that. So like not just saying like, yeah, I hear you, but like really hear them and listen and, and, and act on what you – just say what you – are do what you said that you're going to do. And that's the most important thing to pass that communication point. Yeah, So
0: exactly. And I, I think if – I mean if you're looking for more – I I threw out a lot of terms like love languages and whatnot. But if I don't know if you've read the book or not, but the five yeah. love languages. A long time okay, ago, yeah. I, I thought, yeah, I was gonna say we we read it when we got married and whatnot. But I mean, it. I know a lot of people who think, oh, well, it's just a stupid. I think of all the books we, you know, marriage books that we read, I think that's the one that both of us sat and really agreed, like, this is good regardless, um, you know, whether you're, sure. you know, spiritual or religious or whatever. It's a, it's just a really good book.
1: Oh yeah, it's not even necessarily a religious book anymore. And the one that I mentioned a couple weeks ago, the uh, the Road Back to You, is mm-hmm. a lot like that. Um, it, it you know it just it's kind of teaching the language of all these personality types. So you're so you're learning the same type of thing. It just digs a little bit deeper, like the five love languages does. So it's really similar to that too. So yeah, two really good books. Yep, absolutely. So. Well, I think that
0: wraps it up for us, unless you have any other closing thoughts, but I'm pretty sure you already gave yours. So, Um, guys, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, We really appreciate it, and uh, uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. All right,
1: see you guys.